Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to A Battle Within. If you're new and your first time here, we welcome you as well. This podcast is about our life experiences dealing with post-concussive syndrome, otherwise known as PCS. I'm Drew Neiman, and in a little while I'll be joined by Terry Neiman, my wife and the inspiration for the podcast. If it's your first time here and you're not exactly sure what post-concussive syndrome is, I'd recommend checking out episode number one. To learn a little bit more about our backstory, episodes two and three are good places to start. In today's episode, we're going to talk about getting locked up or what we have come to know in the Neiman household as brain drain. Most affected know it as neurofatigue, and some might even call it flooding. Terry has had to deal with these concerns on a daily basis for over two and a half years. As always, we are going to discuss a few things that helped Terry along the way and other pieces of advice that we've learned. Okay, here we go with the episode. Well, hello, everyone. Drew and Terry, back at it with you, folks. Hi. Hope all is well with everybody out there. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk to Terry a little bit and get her perspective and give a little of mine as it pertains to what we call here in the Neiman household, brain drain. Or some folks might know it as flooding or neurofatigue, those types of things. But we had a little episode a couple of days ago that will show up here in today's uh, uh, recording uh, pertaining to brain drain and what that is. So are you ready to go, Terry? Are you willing to talk about it? Uh, yes. (laughs) Okay. Well, before we get into it, this is actually episode number eight for us. And, and I'm pretty proud of that. And, you know, I've, I've touched on it earlier a little bit, but, uh, I have to say I am completely blown away with your willingness to be as transparent as possible and open about something that many people, frankly, find it to be quite private. I just think it's amazing you've been committed to it at a much deeper level than even I anticipated. So, oh, thank you. Yeah, it's it's fantastic, and I think we're really onto something here, and we, we may uh, long term have the ability to help some folks well, through if our it has experiences. Value for someone else, I'm in. Yep. Okay. Great. So back to the topic. I want to talk about uh, brain drain a little bit. And so for some of you folks that might not know uh, what it is, let me just give you a little bit of background what this is. It's uh, related to damage to nerve cells inside the brain, obviously. Kind of think of it in an analogy that Terry talks about is uh, think of it as a cell phone needing charging and how some cell phones need a lot more charging throughout the day as opposed to other ones. And I'll let her uh, explain that as we get into the conversation. Or just think about it in another term to look at it is, is your car simply running out of gas? And I mean out. There's just nothing left in the tank. No puttering around. You're, it's just out cold and you need new gas in order to get going again. It's really that simple. The mental, it's mental and physical at the same time. It can occur together or separately even, right? Am I right in saying that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And it can literally get to the point where individuals might not have the ability to even walk or talk, which, you know, if they have that ability to begin with, that uh, it really could get down to that level if they're worn out deep enough. Would you agree with that, Terry? Oh, yes. Has it happened to you? 
where you could not literally, you've drained yourself to the point where you can't walk or talk. Yes. Yep. Okay. Terry's getting a little emotional here, but that's okay. We'll get through it, I'm you sure. You always make me do this. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to do it, but, you know, it's telling your story. And uh, I think it should. It, it's good that uh, we be honest about it, like we've been up until this point. So that's why I'm doing it. Terry, I'm going to give the floor and to you. I just want to say, I never yep. get any advance notice what's coming. <laughs> oh, that's part of the charm. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, here we go. You kind of tell us what the battery is like for you. Give us some examples of how your battery runs out and how you go about charging it. So tell us what it's like. So I, in the beginning, I really never knew what was going to tax me and, and how quickly it was going to go. So I would attempt to do things like this was fun. Uh, I don't know how many months out we were from the concussion, but we went to the U2 concert. Do you remember that? Yeah. And... um. I guess there was probably three or four songs left. Yeah, and I knew it hit me. It, I, I just it, there. I knew it. I could just feel it creeping up and just getting coming on. And once it started to happen, I knew it was going to be really soon that I I was not even going to be able to get out of there. And we were in the top up stadium steps. It was like seventy thousand people, and I just kept grabbing your hand and getting tired, like I could feel the anxiety happening. Yeah. And I said, oh, we need to go. Like, we need to mm. go now. <laughs> you two is Drew's favorite band. <laughs> and he was like, uh, no, <laughs> we'll get up. We'll be fine. I'll get you out of here. And I'm like, no, 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 no. How am I going to maneuver? The stadium steps was all I was thinking about. The noise, the rest of it, everything was, it was just too much. And I hadn't been drinking but I left there probably one, like one of the most inebriate, I can't even say the word, I'm sorry, drunk person <laughs> in the stadium because I couldn't figure out how to move my one foot in front of the other. And I think we had parked fairly close. We yeah. got lucky with that. Yep. But we still had a little bit of a walk. And I just remember thinking, I'm not going to make it. And I leaned on you and yeah, pretty much I, I almost kind of carry me. Yeah, sort of kind of coach you through it, that type of thing. But, you Set know, that's back just, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Maybe it took three. you two took you two weeks to two. recover from that. Yeah, and that was that was 10 months in, but you tried to be a trooper because of the affection that I have for you too and we were trying to be a trooper, but it was a rough day for you. Yeah, I remember yeah. All, the, all the doctors and therapists just thinking like Shaking their heads like, what the heck were you thinking? Yeah, but also at the same time, though, they also they also on many occasions told you that the only way you were going to find out was by trying. Yeah. And that they wished that a lot of other folks would do that, too, you know, yeah, from well, a trying it, perspective. It's the only way you really know, right? Right. Um, so big box stores are yeah. a big problem for me. Yeah, we talked about Costco and the rescue. Mm-hmm. And that's, we kind of sort of had... Costco's the worst because they don't label the aisles and I wind up having to have vision issues from this concussion. So I wind up having to do a lot more looking and scanning and spending time like, oh, great, Costco, thank you for moving it again. And so I spend more time in that store. I probably get about, in the beginning, I would say maybe 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. I think we told the time, the story. Did we tell the story? Yeah, we told it. We told it. Yeah. Yeah. We told it. Yep. So it's gotten to the point where I can shop longer. I can um, handle some stores better than others. Sunday, this Sunday. So yesterday for us. It was yesterday. I don't know when this is going to play, right? Yeah, a couple of weeks, but. Um, But anyway, 
It was it was a long weekend. I had done, did a few things that were mentally draining and physically made me tired. And rather than let myself recuperate, we needed food badly. So you decided to come and help me. And we figured that would be good because he would be there with me. But even with, I wouldn't get like that with my balance and all my issues. I make sure I have a supermarket card as kind of helping me along. Uh, I get, it hit, I don't know, would you say 25 minutes or so? Yeah, it was about a half an hour in. Now, when we're talking about the brain drain, really what kind of leads to it is overstimulation. So what happens a lot of the times, like the big box stores or the supermarkets, it's about the fluorescent lights. It's noise. about the noise. It's about the humming of the air conditioning, refrigeration units. Scanning. It, the scanning to look for the products that you need. It's the people walking in and out in front of you, cutting you off, all of those types of things that also lead to it. And frankly, it's not uncommon for folks that post-concussive to really struggle in, in mm-hmm. stores like that. It makes it hard then for me to figure out. I start feeling uh, physical pain, right? Uh, mentally done, can't think straight, difficult to figure out one foot in front of the other. I didn't, the first thing I think of is I just want to sit down or I just want to go home. Usually, right. And I think I sat on paper towels. Yeah, it was paper <laughs> towels this time. Now, now, a couple of points to know here is that Terry also didn't have the tools that she should have with a brimmed hat and tinted glasses this time around, which obviously, uh, if you don't know, they they do aid in keeping the, the brain drain down here a yeah. little bit with that. So that was certainly the case. The other thing I will say, and it's been a big lifesaver for us, is even though this time through was rough for Terry, and she, she, you know, she wanted to do it and felt like she would be okay because I was present, we've become friends with Instacart really at times to help with this yeah. where it's, it's not just a convenience thing for us everywhere. Uh, It's available in most, most metropolitan areas, uh, you know, in the States. Just in case not, you go online and maybe it's called something else in your area, but you go online and place your order and someone shops at the store, uh, packages it up for you, brings it into your house. I literally put it on my Island one guy even helped me unpack. Yeah, yeah. There's a. I got a link for for Instacart on on the uh, web page uh, on yeah, under a battle within uh, called Tools of the Trade is the uh, is the article that's written about. Uh, you pay that. more for it though. Yeah, you pay. It's a service, and you pay a little bit more for it, no doubt about it. But all those times that we've used it, where it's just made your life easier, we can shop from the chair, so to speak. And not have to worry about getting yeah. worn out. It, it's been useful and helpful. And if you do have the means, it, it is certainly something that you, you may want to consider. You know, in the beginning, you know, with the brain drain, you really didn't have the ability to do much, you know, other than to care for yourself. Um, I don't think we were fully aware of it early on with mm-hmm. that. Uh, as time went on, we kind of learned a few things. You, you won back driving abilities, right? To go to the doctor's appointments and things like that. And Dr. Uh, Rochester yeah. would let you drive the car just to go to the doctor, right? Yeah. And do you remember when you were doing that? Like you would get home between the drive and the doctor's appointment, you'd be completely worn out from the stimulation of being on the road. You yeah, know? I remember have to one really time be I, careful. I went a little too far. I, I don't yeah. remember why, why, but the ride was further than what I was used to. And had gotten the brain drain in the car and I got lost. I couldn't figure out how to Yeah, the get confusion home. set in. You had no clue where you were. I was like, where the f- 
frig am I? Where the frig am I? Yeah. Like, and then I started panicking, getting pretty worried about, like, how am I going to get home now? And I think I just pulled over and called you, and you, you're like, what do you see? Yeah. Guide well, that's what home. it was, and got you to calm and to rest a little bit. And that was kind of what I was going to talk about. Kind of learned how to sort of pace yourself take your breaks in between tasks and things like that yeah. and you know really actually plan your days where okay I'm going to have a two-hour window between a and b because I know yeah. I'm going to have to recover and things like that so that's really it does take a lot more planning you have to you have to know and you and pay attention to yourself you have to know what are your triggers yep what how long do you usually last and go and stop before that Give yourself the breaks you need and don't put in too many things in one day. Right. Because you, you got to know that it's going to happen. And I'm, I'm by far not perfect at that because I'm always testing. Yeah. If I'm, especially if I'm in a, yeah. doing well. And then it's I a have balancing act. Lots yeah. of days of doing well. Then yeah. I want to, then I want to try it yep. and see. You know, what can I get away with? Yeah. And there were a couple of times where you fried yourself where you really set yourself back for a week or two because you, you certainly overdid it. But over time, you've even figured out how to do that better. The first year and a half with this last concussion too, whenever we made a road trip, like to go on vacation, visit your dad, who Terry's father lives quite a bit away, four or five hours away from us. Terry would literally have to get in the car with her sleeping mask on, her noise canceling, headphones, headphones and, and her like neck pillow just to name a few tools that we use. And so she would shut out the stimulation from the road going by and all right. the, the, the noise from the road and things like that and just basically read a book And it was the same audible. when we got there because usually we are going for a holiday right. and I knew that would be too much. So I would just have those things with me for when I got there and spend time and then say, excuse me, just pick myself up, go like just... To a quiet place. To a quiet place yep. and recharge so to speak there was a period of time and I, I think you even spoke to this a little bit about what happened today but part of the the uh, brain drain that we've seen with you is also for a period of time your concentration was really lacking when you had to really focus on something that would wear you out in a hurry yeah uh, you know so I, I think that's something to point out as well and kind of think about the stimulation of this uh that leads to the brain drain. Imagine that, you know, there was a river on the other side of a dam. And on the other side of the dam, you basically had all these little spigots there that you got to choose which one you're opening and what you're letting in, right? With the brain drain, my perspective is it's basically like all the spigots are open and you have no control to shutting any of them off. And it just kind of floods you out, wears you out. To the point where you can't mm. keep track of everything and it fries you. Is that a good analogy? Like flood jet, like yeah, that's an interesting yeah. way of looking at it. Yeah. So that's the way I kind of see it. We talked about it a little bit, but yeah, you, you certainly had quite a few days, like when we went to the concert and there were other times too, where you would overdo it and go 100 miles per hour because <laughs> there was A-type Terry coming out and then boom, you would hit the wall. If you had it all to do again, would you do it the same way? Knowing what you know now. So, like for another, if I, God forbid, if I got another concussion, yeah, like I probably it- would be hopefully smarter and slow it down a little bit more and 
know myself better, but if I was going to say something to some to someone like uh, like a, give advice, mm, yeah. I would say pace yourself, try it. If it doesn't work, forgive yourself. <laughs> you can, it, you'll recover, and then when uh, give yourself some time, and then try again. But I guess I w- maybe wouldn't change it because you do have to try. Yeah. Okay. You, I mean, you do. Yeah. Okay. I'm just I'm just trying to learn about what your perspective is. Like with afflicted that. with that. Okay. I feel like I don't really like feeling it, but at the same time, how else do you know? Okay, it's a fair point. I I just wasn't sure. It's something I. That we never spoke about before, so yeah, it was a like, question like, I had. Like nobody enjoys feeling drained and, and in pain. Like yeah. nobody enjoys that. Yeah. But well, now at least it doesn't last weeks. I can recover in a day, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Sometimes even shorter, right? Right, right. It depends on the stimulation. Yeah, and I so, think a lot of that is also related to us slash you being smarter about planning out your life. Instead yeah. of being as spontaneous and just go, 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 go. What's next? What's next? Yeah. Well, you know, there's just But you have to thought. live your life. Yeah. I guess that's what yeah. I'm, why I'm conflicted. Like, well, what are you going to do? Sit in your house and be a hermit? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you got to try. When you're doing well, give it a try. And things do get better. So there are things that aren't going to trigger it, trigger it anymore. Or you're going to be less, you're going to be able to last longer. The only way to really know is by doing I agree with that. I think some of the points that I'm trying to make is about how to be helpful with folks, right? And you just brought up one of them. We're talking about know what your triggers are and try to avoid them when you can or plan for them if you know that's going to be. Avoid the stressful situations. If you're having issues with this, you know, you may want to consider, you know, like we've said before, we're not doctors by any means, but to consider special glasses, tinted glasses, those types of things is not a bad conversation to have with your doctor. Yeah, also uh, therapeutic essential oils were helpful. Right. Heat pads. Yep. Ice. I used ice. What else did I do? Oh, yeah, the massage thing. The yep. massager, that mm-hmm. would help because I was very sensitive to touch, like especially light touches. Yep. And so the massager would help helped me get over that. Right. I also think, and all of these tools are available on the website. Just go under Tools of the Trade. It's right there. It's the most recent blog post that's up there. So feel free to take a peek. And it has links to everything and the actual models and stuff like that 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 Terry's used. Another thing that's important too with the brain drain is nutrition, supplementation, hydration. Magnesium is hugely important under these circumstances as an example. I think fresh air is... Uh, because some, sometimes, even when I couldn't do anything and was drained, if I just got in the fresh air, it would make me feel better, lift my mood, help me to just calm down. And being in a place where you could just hear the birds chir- chirping and it's nice and the sun's beating on yeah. you a little bit, it's rejuvenating. Right, exactly. I think brain dumps are important too. So if you have to get you know in the habit of calendars and do lists, I think that helps too. So instead of you trying to carry everything up in your mind, I think kind of dumping it and trusting that now terry also uses alexa for those types of things yeah. and sometimes oh alexa heard me but some <laughs> some sometimes they get in arguments over it too <laughs> no but that's a good point because yeah. to, to speech to text she would add it for me or yeah. even on my phone uh, like i'm not always texting somebody i will i will use the microphone and speak it because it was easier on the eyes vision yep. yeah yep. wise and uh, yeah that's a good point 
The other thing, too, is, you know, you, you make the modifications as necessary. Terry, before the, the, the accidents, was an avid reader. She kind of lost some of that. After the first concussion, the, the willingness to sit down and read a book for bed and that kind of thing started to wasn't as easy for you as it once was. I thought it, I was still reading a lot. I was working. Yeah, you were first reading and working. Second, I'm not, but the third the concussion third one, was when I gave yeah, it up. That really, really destroyed your like, reading for pleasure is what I'm talking about. Like oh, novels, yeah, yeah. And stuff like that, just because it was difficult for you. So you learned a way to read differently through Audible. Yeah, you know, for the third concussion. Right, for the third one. Mm-hmm. So I think that was good too. As much as possible, work on sleep patterns. That's also helpful with the brain drain. Mm-hmm. Terry's still working on that, full disclosure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got in trouble with Drew over there. Yeah, so Terry's still working on his sleeping <laughs> patterns. You know, you know, what can you as a caregiver or a family member do to help? For me, what I did was I tried to help Terry coach her up, I guess you can call it, with the pacing. Of her life, Terry, that's too many things to do in one day. Mm-hmm. You know, you might want to take a break there, you know, that type of thing. Where that was more prevalent earlier on than it is today. I don't do much with that now, but 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 it helped her. I try to also remind her and monitor her not to overdo it on the good days. So she didn't have to pay for mm-hmm. it as bad as... I didn't win yeah. too many of those arguments, <laughs> but yeah. I tried. Courage napping. Napping is a good thing to do, too, as a caregiver. I think you lost that one, too. Yeah, I lost that one. But we (laughs) talked about, I said encouraged. I didn't say it was successful. (laughs) Uh, But that goes along with Terry's sleep patterns. I try to anticipate where help may be needed, you know, in the future and try to address it. I try to anticipate as much as possible. So if I knew that Terry was going to do something that was going to kind of tax her today, I would try to help her make sure that she was as comfortable as she could possibly be tomorrow. And that might have been making sure the calendar was clear, not much to do, the house was clean, might actually have made all the meals, that type of thing. You were good at once you know. I was drained too, like yeah. covering for me and you well, would help. Well, thanks for saying that. I think that's just normal. There was no choice. I mean, the dogs need to eat, the dogs need to go out, you know, the laundry need to be done, whatever. Not a lot yeah. of, well... There are probably a lot of people that do do that, but there are just as many that may not. I don't know. Yeah, my my thing is I'm just going to try to talk about what I did that I felt was helpful. That was very helpful. Okay. And then the other thing really that I would say as a caregiver, and it's probably very much related to what Terry's talking about right now, is to try to eliminate the stress wherever you can. So Terry was recovering. I didn't want her to worry about that the floors were dirty or there was dishes in the sink. Um, where she could focus on just relaxing. Terry talked about the outdoors a little earlier. I thought that was important. We've talked about that in previous episodes as well. You know, the bright light of the sun, maybe at first, if you're not feeling great, might kind of suck, you know, where it's hard to handle it. But I think in the long run, it's it's the best thing for you. Right, and glasses, hats, you go back to that, right, exactly. Try not to eat heavy meals late in the day. Understand that caffeine, nicotine, and alcohol can also hinder... The recovery from the brain drain. Especially alcohol. Try to make sure your bedrooms is calm, cool, quiet. The earplugs and the eye masks and a lot of folks, and we have them in our house, have blackout curtains. Get rid of the TV. If you got it in the room, or at least shut it off. In the bedroom. Yeah, in the bedroom. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, Ask for help when you're needed. Terry, did you struggle with this? Ask for help when it was needed, when you were feeling this way? I don't know. I'm asking. Yeah, like, what do you feel? It's not a trick question. 
No, I'm asking you. Did you struggle asking for help when you were feeling like this? Sometimes, yes. And sometimes I just said, whatever, I just need help. Okay. But sometimes my pride got in the way. That's fair. That's that's my observation of it, too. I think that's pretty accurate. With this, realize that depression, anxiety, and chronic pain could also lean to brain drain. So getting a handle on, on, on these emotions and feelings as well could really help with this. And then diet. I can't, I can't stress enough the, the importance of a good diet, eating clean. I'm not saying eat this or that, you know, the particulars of it, but eat as well and healthy and as close to natural as possible. Is medicine be thy food. Yeah, and vice versa. The food be thy medicine, right? Right. I think that is critically important, and I think that tends to get overlooked quite a bit. That's kind of my list and my feelings and things for today. Terry, is there anything else that you want to talk? Do we think we hit all the major points here about what it is and some strategies to uh, alleviate the concerns and the way people are feeling? Yeah, I think we got got it. I think you said sleep, right? Yep. All right, so it's a wrap for tonight? I think so. It's a wrap. All right. Okay, folks. Before we go, uh, please take the time to subscribe to the podcast wherever it is that you may be listening to it. Uh, we would appreciate it. Again, you can connect with us at battlewithin.com. Show notes and resources are available there. Also available on Facebook at A Battle Within. We are currently trying to develop that to be somewhat of a support group as time progresses. Reach out to us and tell us your story at battlewithin.com backslash contact we're going to begin interviewing this week some guests on the show if all goes well joe will be on next week for the next episode uh so we're, we're getting to the point now we're going to start having guests on and people have committed to it we're looking forward to doing that as well if you would like to be interviewed and want to have the ability to tell your yeah. story and get to know us please reach out you know via the contact form on the webpage. be happy tell their story yep Happy to help you tell the story uh, of what's going on with you, and maybe you can share what worked for them, right? You know what they're struggling with, right? Exactly, and then um, you know maybe that could be an inspiration for folks too. So we'd be happy to consider it. So until next time, for those recovering, please show yourself some grace. For those who know someone recovering, show them the same and give them a great deal of love. Until next time, keep battling, everybody. Carrie, go ahead. I was just going to say, you always cut me off when I wanted to say goodbye. (laughs) I was not going to cut you off. Don't let me say goodbye this time. Okay. I'm going to say. I always like say it at the like back end. Bye. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm doing. I'm saying keep. Pressing this stop button. (laughs) Keep keep battling. Okay. Terry, would you like to say goodbye? Yeah. Bye, guys. Have a good week. All right. Take care, folks. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.